even though there's like a ton of us migrating to this lifestyle, it's still an alternative lifestyle. It's still looked at as an elitist lifestyle. It's still seen to be like hard, expensive, unrealistic, impractical, right? And so if you have done the work to give up chicken, fish, cheese, butter, eggs, dairy, for the sake of your life expectancy, for the sake of your cognitive functioning, you know, for the sake of your quality of life, then you should be sharing that. You should be leveraging that because we all know it's not easy. Share your story, especially with marginalized communities, especially with Black people, because we are still disproportionately dying and suffering from heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disease, kidney failure. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Wow. Seven years later, and I am still leveraging my plant-based testimony. I had a great experience this weekend that reminded me of that, and I thought I would share it with you guys. I've been a plant-based vegan for many years now, and I don't know if you guys know my story, but I'm going to share it a little bit here quickly because I just realized all of these years later, I am still leveraging my plant-based testimony. And I truly believe that all of us who have done all of our hard work to make the move to this lifestyle and to really adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle, I really believe we actually have a responsibility to share our testimony. But let me share with you how I'm still leveraging mine because I was just kind of shocked when I thought about it the other day. So many people ask like, how long have you been a plant-based vegan? Why did you become a plant-based vegan? How hard was it for you? Did you just go cold turkey or did you go slowly? And so I became a plant-based vegan for professional reasons. That's the first thing you should know. <laughs> Being a plant-based vegan was not on my radar. It's not something I saw other people around me doing and decided to try out. It is something that I discovered by doing research about nutrition because I was a personal trainer at the time. So many years ago, I was a personal trainer. And as you guys all know, you know, physical fitness goes hand in hand with nutrition. And so here I am working as a personal trainer in a gym and I wasn't really talking to my clients about nutrition. And I started realizing that, look, Lise, if you really want to help your clients reach their health goals, you have to master nutrition. So I started studying nutrition, came across this plant based diet and decided to start taking certain things out of my diet to see what it was all about. So I started taking animal products out of my diet and 
slowly but surely, I went to a pescatarian. So I was eating seafood for a while. And then eventually I gave up all seafood and just went 100% vegan. And to this day, I'm still a plant-based vegan. Now, at first I was just a vegan, comfort food vegan. I still ate sugar, you know, and all of this stuff that's still technically unhealthy, but it's also vegan because you guys should know by now that vegan does not equal healthy. You really want to prioritize being whole food plant-based. And so about a year or two after becoming vegan, I eventually gave up sugar completely. And that changed the game. Like that changed the game. So to this day, I'm still a whole food plant-based vegan. So I'm not a comfort food vegan. So I don't eat all this vegan junk food. I don't have a bunch of oil in my diet. I don't have a bunch of processed food in my diet. I don't have a bunch of sugar in my diet. I don't eat any refined sugar, period, point blank, ever. And so when I started like really moving to a more whole version of this lifestyle, Some magical stuff started happening, you guys, magical. Now, it's important to note, when I became a plant-based vegan, I did not have any pre-existing health challenges. I was not overweight. I did not have any pre-existing conditions. I was not on any medications. I did not have a diagnosis. I didn't have any chronic health challenges. And so this turned out to be a privilege for me because I truly believe if I had had all of those physical ailments, I would not have noticed what turned out to be the absolute biggest benefit I gained from becoming a whole food plant-based vegan. And so I tell this story every time when people invite me to their podcast, when they invite me to their stage, when I'm speaking, when I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, when somebody asks me my plant-based origin story, like I tell this, I make it a point to say this, what I'm about to say to you, because it is by far the biggest benefit that I personally experienced. Because I wasn't hyper-focused on my weight, because I wasn't hyper-focused on getting off of a medication or combating a physical health challenge, I was able to notice the difference in the way my mind worked. So for me, the biggest benefit that I got from becoming a whole food plant-based vegan was the neurological functioning. My brain, y'all, my brain. It's like I swapped out my brain, (laughs) my recall. Like how many of y'all have issues just remembering stuff? My recall is fire. My ability to concentrate. How many of you guys have diagnosed or undiagnosed ADD? (laughs) Like jumping around from stuff, can't focus, can't complete tasks. Like I can concentrate on tasks. I can think clearly. I can focus my executive functioning. What about emotional intelligence? How many of you guys experience life like we all do because life be life and something happens And you really don't have the ability to process the emotions that comes with that circumstance. And so you sometimes make unhealthy decisions. Like because some of us are not emotionally intelligent, we lean on food, alcohol, all of these things because we don't know how to feel feelings. Well, when my brain settled down because I wasn't eating all these hormones, I wasn't eating all of this sugar, I didn't have all of these excitotoxins, I wasn't eating all of this processed food with all of these chemicals. Because my brain had literally settled down, I was able to increase my emotional intelligence, feel feelings, process feelings, right? So I'm way more in control of my emotions, i.e. I'm way more in control with how I respond to life. That, oh my gosh, going plant-based made me a better adult because adults are supposed to know how to do that, right? Like the tantrums and the not being able to process your emotions, that's supposed to be childhood stuff. But many of us are adults are do not have emotional intelligence. And so for me, like I create for a living. Many of you guys see me on here all the time. I'm on social media. I got a podcast. 
I'm speaking somewhere all the time. Maybe I'm in your email inbox all the time. Like I constantly create. If you're a client of mine, a student of mine, you know that I always have curriculum I'm creating or that I'm teaching for you guys. And so the amount of creation that my work requires would literally be impossible if it wasn't for my plant-based lifestyle. I know it for a fact. Like what we eat does not just control our health from the neck down. What we eat and don't eat plays a huge role in our performance from the neck up, period. Like if you are addicted to caffeine, if you are addicted to sugar, if you are addicted to fried foods, all of that stuff is going to impact how your brain works, point blank, period. So when I'm telling my testimony, when I'm sharing my story about the benefits of going plant-based, I don't have a, you know, I combated cancer story. I don't have a, I reverse type two diabetes story. I don't have a, I combated hypertension story. I have a mental clarity story. Like I have a, I combated brain fog story. I have a, I sleep better and through the night story. I have a increased emotional intelligence story. Like I have a creativity and executive functioning story. And that means the world to me because it's literally what I do for a living. I sell my brain for a living. I don't know if anybody else sells their own intellectual property for a living, but what I create out of my brain is what I sell for a living. And so for me, the performance of my brain means the world to me. Like I cannot think of anything worse that could happen to me than my brain malfunctioning. Like me, my intelligence being compromised from chronic stress, my intelligence being compromised from being overweight. Yes, there's data. Your intelligence is compromised when you're overweight. Yes. So I can't think of anything worse than my brain being compromised. So I'm going to do everything in my power to secure my most valuable asset, which for me is my brain. So listen, I was thinking about this because this past weekend and I was I was at an event, right? And I was at a conference and I ran into somebody and I hadn't seen him since November. So this is March. I saw him in November. And when I saw him in November at a similar conference, he was telling me that he was kind of interested in going plant-based, right? And then I ran into him a couple of days ago at the conference and he was like, hey, and we started talking and I was like, how's your plant-based journey coming? And he was like, I am going to be fully vegan by January. Like, that's my goal. He was like, I took this out my diet, this out my diet. I'm going. He was like, because I keep seeing visions of myself, the next version of myself. And he was like, and I'm lean and I got this going on. And he was like, I feel in my spirit something big is about to happen for me. And I have to take animal products out of my diet to be ready for what's coming. And I was like, yo, <laughs> Like I was standing up then I still almost fell out my seat. I'm like, yo, you don't understand what you just said. So before I told him my testimony, he told me that. Like he told me his vision. He told me like every time I eat any animal products, it doesn't feel right. He's like, I know I'm being called to a plant-based lifestyle. I just feel it as a spiritual thing. I was like, that's what's up. That's what's up. And so then I went on to tell him my testimony about when I went plant-based and how my brain completely changed <laughs> as a result. And he was floored. He was like, this is confirmation. This is confirmation. This is exactly what I've been feeling. Like, this is what I need to remove out of my diet so I can be prepared for what's in store for me for my next season. And we just had this beautiful moment of like exchanging these stories and these visions. And just like confirming, right? 
And it just made me think about like, wow, all these years later, I'm still leveraging my testimony. When I thought about it, I was like, I kind of leverage my own plant-based testimony in like three major ways. So the first way that I've leveraged my plant-based testimony is with influence, just strictly telling my story instead of just like, you know, oh, I changed my diet, but I don't want to make it a big deal. Like I'll keep it to myself. I don't want to be one of those people. I decided to go the opposite route and every chance I get, I tell my story. That's influence, right? So that conversation I had with him sharing what plant-based veganism has done for me, I make sure, especially when somebody, you know, has already brought it up, has already expressed interest in the lifestyle. I don't just say good for you. You can do it. But I make sure I articulate to them. Here's another benefit you can look forward to, because what I don't think most people know and understand is that a whole food plant based vegan diet can really impact your mental health and your intelligence and your mental capacity. I think most people expect the physical benefits like I'm going to lose weight. My blood pressure will probably go down. My high cholesterol will probably go down. My, my blood sugar will probably stabilize. You know, all of these beautiful things, right? Less pain, less joint pain. I'll have more energy. Like I think the stuff from the neck down is kind of expected because that's what's talked about all the time. But my personal experience was not that because I was already at a healthy weight. I lost 65 pounds way before I became a vegan. And so what I don't think is talked about as much it's the benefits from the neck up. So I use my testimony for influence, right? When someone wants to know a little, they're plant curious, they want to know a little bit more, they're starting to explore removing animal products from their diet. I implant my testimony in there because I need them to know. I don't know what you're building. I don't know what you're growing. I don't know what you're creating. But if your mind and your intellect is a part of your assignment, you need to not walk, but run to this lifestyle. Because when you get all of the saturated fat, cholesterol, hormones, and all of that nonsense that comes with animal products, all the excess mucus that it creates and all that, when you get that out of your diet, now your arteries are starting to dilate and all of the fruits and vegetables that you eat are going to feed your brain properly now. Like, I don't know if you guys know this from a scientific standpoint, but like our brain is really vascular. And so while we know that it's healthy to eat fruits and vegetables for our body, I don't know if you guys understand the impact that fruits and vegetables, whole grains, water, fiber has on the brain. So the same veins that carry nutrients to all of your organs from the neck down, those same veins can get clogged and they're responsible for carrying nutrients to your brain, which is your most valuable organ, right? And so... The reason I leverage my testimony in this way is to get people to understand the impact that food has on your ability to think clearly, to process emotions, the impact that food has on things like depression and anxiety. Like food is it's insanely powerful or insanely deadly. It's wild how we can go one end of the spectrum or the other. So anyway, the first way that I leverage my testimony still to this day is by sharing it every chance I get, and that is influence. The second way that I leverage my testimony is what I've already shared, just like in the work that I do every day, the things I'm able to create, the way I'm able to write, like I'm writing a book right now, for example. And it's just amazing to me 
how I can sit down to work on my book at my scheduled time every week. I work on it at the same time every week. And I'm able to just like think, okay, what idea am I trying to bring forth right now in this chapter or in this section? And I can just go. Like, I don't know if anybody listening is like a writer or, you know, is like trying to write or whatever, but I've been studying writing a little bit. And one of the things that's common in like the author world is like this fear of the blank page. Like it's this big thing called the fear of the blank page where you sit down to write. And if like you're doing it on a computer or whatever, or even by hand, there's this blank page in front of you. And that blank page can be super intimidating because you're meant to fill it up. You're meant to fill it up with something poignant, with something provocative. And sometimes nothing comes to you. Like you just have a block, right? And so like there's this big thing in the writer's world called the fear of the blank page. So usually I'm recording my book, like voice, because that's my jam. Like talking, speaking is my jam. So I'm like, why don't I just leverage my favorite form of communication to write my book? But today... I wanted to tell a story in the part of the book I was working on. And so I didn't want to talk it through. I wanted to write it out for some reason. So today was the first time since I've been writing this book that I actually physically typed something as opposed to speaking it. And I sat down on that blank page and it just started flowing to me. And I'm like, man, hashtag plants every damn day. Like, cause I've been intimidated by the blank page before. Cause I was started writing a different book a year or two ago. And I spent the whole year writing that book. I didn't like the way it turned out and I, I ditched it. Like, so I got a whole other book that never got released. Cause I'm like, this ain't it. I got to start over. But I used to have that thing, like the fear of the blank page. But like today I sat down and I just started going and I'm just like, yo, this is so dope. And I could have kept going, but I had reached my time limit. I had another appointment and all this, but I was just so grateful at the power of my mind and at the power of my brain and me really being able to create when I was ready to create on my schedule. You know, sometimes you got to yield to intuition and yield to God's timing. I get all of that. But like, I wanted to create in this moment today, you know, when I had a rough idea of what I wanted to say and I was able to bring that to life. And I'm telling you, If you're somebody who's trying to create something, write something, generate an idea, your brain has to be equipped to do that. And you equip your brain partly through your diet. Like what you eat plays a huge role in your brain's performance. So that's the second way that I leverage my testimony. It's like by living it every day, by adhering to the lifestyle. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I really need your help. Listen, here are the facts. Nearly half of all Americans have cardiovascular disease. Approximately 75% of Americans are considered overweight or obese. Six out of 10 Americans are battling a chronic disease and four out of 10 have two or more. And these chronic diseases include things such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, stroke, and Alzheimer's. Listen, what we know to be true is that a whole food plant-based protocol is one of the most effective dietary approaches to combating these chronic health challenges. And I am committed and dedicated to doing everything I can to helping individuals adopt a whole food plant-based protocol to either prevent or arrest and combat these chronic health challenges. But I need your help to do so. Listen, we just opened up 
enrollment again for the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification. As you know, this is my plant-based coaching certification where I help coaches and health professionals just like yourself to master plant-based and lifestyle science, to master the art of coaching, and to master business acumen to make sure you have all the tools necessary to create, sustain, and grow a health coaching business. If you've been listening here for a while, you're more than likely wondering if you can do it. And I'm here to tell you, you can. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to apply for the plant protocol. We're enrolling for just a few days and I would love to have you join me on this mission to help individuals live a higher quality of life for as long as they can. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. And the third way is is money. Like I've been able to flip my plant-based testimony into thousands of dollars. Excuse me, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let me be crystal clear. But when I first started studying nutrition many years ago as a personal trainer, again, I was just trying to study nutrition to be a better personal trainer. Like I wasn't even an entrepreneur yet. I was only studying nutrition science to be better at what I was doing then. I've since retired from being a personal trainer, started my own company twice. I'm on my second company now. And now I've taken everything that I've learned from studying plant-based nutrition and living a plant-based lifestyle. And I've literally leveraged that into programs, curriculums, coaching, signature talks and speeches, a whole damn podcast or two. I'm on my second podcast. I'm like, yo, seven years later and I'm still leveraging this testimony. Isn't that wild? And so today we just enrolled somebody into the plant protocol, my plant-based coaching certification. And I was on a call with her and we were talking about her plant-based testimony, right? And so I was telling her like inside of the plant protocol, you know, one of the things you'll be doing is selecting a specialization, right? And I was telling her kind of the format we use to help you select a specialization. And we kept talking and she got really excited. She was like, it just hit me, Lisa. I'm like, what up? (laughs) She's like, it just hit me. I'm going to specialize in gestational diabetes. And I'm like, yo, what? She's like, yeah. When I was, you know, I think she said when she was pregnant with her fourth child, she had got diagnosed with gestational diabetes. She hadn't had it with her first three pregnancies, but with this one, she did. And she just started talking about her experience. And then she started talking about her experience professionally as a nurse. Her profession is nursing, but she's also had a personal experience with gestational diabetes. Like we both got so excited. Like I was smiling ear to ear. She was smiling ear to ear. And we just started talking about how many women, you know, deal with gestational diabetes and how dangerous it can be. Definitely more in communities of color. And she's going to leverage her experience. Like she's going to leverage her experience with this condition. And when she now as a certified plant-based health coach, you know, that she's becoming by working with us, She's going to be able to take her experience, her test, and turn it into a testimony. Come on, y'all know all the cliches. She's going to take her mess and turn it into a message. And I'm just like, this is how it's supposed to be done. Like, this is exactly what 
our testimonials are meant for. So at every chance I get, I share mine. And one of the things I encourage our coaches to do inside of the plant protocol is to do the same. Take your plant-based origin story and how you were able to pivot into, you know, optimal health and leverage that like crazy. You know, one, if nothing else, for the influence, like people make major life decisions off of somebody else's testimony. It ain't always got to take years. It ain't always got to take a whole bunch of like, let me go research some more and confirm what you just said. Sometimes you just tell your story. And in those couple of minutes, you can truly change somebody's life or just confirm the direction they were heading in, like I did with the gentleman at the conference this week. And so when you have made the major decision to adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle and you've gotten a significant result from doing so, you have a responsibility. Now, I'm gonna go a step further. If you black and you did this and you was raised on all the stuff that most of us was raised on, I'm not saying all black people is the same, but we got a, a whole lot of similarities. I believe you have an even bigger responsibility because people of color are disproportionately dying from lifestyle diseases that are preventable and or reversible. And if you know that a whole food plant-based diet has helped to add years to your life, has helped to eradicate chronic health challenges for you, and you know a ton of people who are battling the same thing at your job, in your family, in your church, you need to be leveraging your testimony to help somebody else. Now, I personally think you should turn it into a whole business and become a coach because, damn it, Black people are migrating to a plant-based lifestyle because there's so much science to prove the efficacy of the lifestyle and we need coaches, right? So this is my invitation for you to get on a wait list for the plant protocol. But I'm just saying like, if nothing else, you have a responsibility to leverage your testimony into influence um, to help somebody else because so many of us, even though there's like a ton of us migrating to this lifestyle, it's still an alternative lifestyle. It's still looked at as an elitist lifestyle. It's still seen to be like hard, expensive, unrealistic, impractical, right? And so if you have done the work to give up chicken, fish, cheese, butter, eggs, dairy for the sake of your life expectancy, for the sake of your cognitive functioning, you know, for the sake of your quality of life, then you should be sharing that. You should be leveraging that because we all know it's not easy, especially like coming from like a black girl from Detroit. Listen, I don't know who on here listening is from Detroit, but we got these things in Detroit called Coney Islands where they sell like these smothered chili cheese fries, hot dogs, burgers, like the junk food is insane, especially like in the city of Detroit proper. There is fast food on every corner. There's a liquor store on every corner. Like there's no shortage of trash, period. There's no shortage of trash. And so it was my best friend that made me realize, because she's a plant-based vegan too. And she's like, do you understand we're like aliens? Like we're anomalies. Like we're young black girls from Detroit. We ain't supposed to be whole food plant-based vegans. Like we're weird at this point, right? And I'm like, really? Because, you know, you embedded in the lifestyle so much and I've turned it into a career. So it's all I talk about all day. So it seems normal for me. But when I take a moment to step outside of my lifestyle and my ecosystem, and I'm just in the world doing regular stuff with people who are not vegan, because all my closest people 
are plant-based vegans. So it's actually hard for me to be with people who are not eating this way. So sometimes if I'm being honest, my reality gets skewed. And I'm like, no, it's a whole bunch of people not eating meat out in these streets. But then I'll get invited to something with a circle of friends or a circle of colleagues who are not in this lifestyle. And I'm like, yo, no, they really still smothering stuff with butter out here. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. They really still deep frying everything they can get their hands on out here. Like battering and deep fry. Like, no, they're still drinking pop out here. Like, I didn't know this at one point. Like, my best friend had to tell me, like, are you slow? Like, Lisa, no. <laughs> People still drink pop. People still eat butter, cheese, every, they smother, put cheese on everything and think everything with cheese tastes good. She's like, no, you don't get it. It is still as bad as when we left it. So if you have done the work to make this a lifestyle and you have the testimonials, you have the lab results to prove it, if you're not leveraging your testimony, if you ain't the head of the health and wellness ministry at church, if you ain't took over the health and wellness committee in your sorority, if you ain't started some type of regular or current newsletter podcast or something, you need to get on it because we got too many people to save. And if you want people that look like you to believe in their own health and their own potential, you have a responsibility to leverage this because it is no joke right? It's no joke. And so that is my call to action for you today. <laughs> if you have a plant-based testimonial, you need to find a way to either make it a side hustle, come on over into the coaching world and let us help you structure it as a proper business and monetize it. Or if that's not the route you want to go, you definitely want to ensure you are using it as influence and sharing it as often as possible. And I'm not asking you to try and convert people I'm just saying, share your story, especially with marginalized communities, especially with Black people, because we are still disproportionately dying and suffering from heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune disease, kidney failure. If The only thing that's more prevalent in Detroit outside of fast food places and liquor stores is dialysis centers. I'm just saying. So we all have a collective responsibility and I would love for you guys who are living the lifestyle and who are benefiting as a result to really do more to share your story and, and raise your hand and let people know that even though they've been battling with these health challenges for years, it's not too late. We had a student share the other night that she just recently started helping her 75-year-old father make the transition to a plant-based life. And she was like, he just made a smoothie for the first time in his 70s. Like, I don't care how many years somebody has lived, don't ever think it's too late for them. Even though you may not be able to completely cure their condition or put it in remission, that doesn't mean you can't improve the quality of whatever years they have left. So don't give up on people. Continue to share your story. And if you're interested in making this a business, then you need to get on a wait list for the plant protocol. Link is in my bio or down below in the show notes. And get on a wait list for the plant protocol and let's turn it into a process that you can leverage to really help people and really increase your proximity to their transformation because that is also a way to keep you accountable to the life you're living. I think one of the things that has really kept me embedded in this lifestyle and living it at a high level is the fact that I am a coach and I have a plant-based business. And so for those reasons, it keeps me even more accountable to the lifestyle because how dare me not do what I'm asking other people to do and how dare me not do what I'm teaching other people to do. And so just an added layer of accountability too, because when you become a plant-based vegan, 
in your black family, <laughs> you become a pseudo coach. Like people going to be nagging on you and asking you how you do this, how you eat this, how you cook this. And you're going to be like, I ain't no coach, but you are, you're a coach. It's okay. You're just not getting paid. But now if you want to get paid for it, just come on over to the plant protocol. But you a coach. Like if you're the only one at Thanksgiving not eating the mac and cheese and the turkey and you sitting there with a quinoa bowl or a salad or a tofurkey and you looking good, your skin bright, your waist lean, like you ain't taking Medicaid. You a coach, sis. <laughs> you a coach. I'm sorry. I, you might not have asked for it, but that transformation did. That transformation just automatically added that title to you. You use a coach. So why are you coaching for free? You might as well monetize it and get some coins along the way and leverage your plant-based lifestyle. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Take care. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.